Ladies and gentlemen, the recipients of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and the world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer. As always, speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So as always, thank you so much to give us your valuable time. Time is probably the most precious commodity that we have some form of control over. And we never seem to manage it well, myself included. But I know and respect how busy everybody is. We're trying to get a footing, which is the premise of the show. We're trying to get things together. We're trying to um, per se rebound or realize this is the new normal seat. This is the new normal life. And I respect that, and I'm honored, privileged. I love doing shows for you. It makes me become a better person, want to step out and step up and, and, and just be a better person and, and, you know, a little bit more patient, a little bit more kind, and, you know, just trying to be, you know, living in this new world of ours. So thank you all so much. Again, an honor and a privilege to try to attempt to be of service. So with that, our first question, as always, if you're new to the show, is, is how are you doing? This is when we kind of just stop, as busy as we are, stop and have a cup of coffee or sit down and breathe. And, you know, how are you doing? Did you have a nice summer? Did you have a nice Labor Day? Did you take time to just, I, I try to do this three to five times a day. Sometimes I can't or, or you know, I slip up. But I try to have three to five times a day just for me. I'll do a Sudoku problem. I'll just sit outside and meditate or pray. I try to take my walks. You know, I, I, I try, again, to utilize my time. But how are you doing? I know right now as I speak, I have dearest friends, dearest loves that are not doing well for reasons, health reasons or, or, or you know, some are going through a bad time or you know, they're not adapting to the change of the new world. But it's so important that you take those moments for yourself. Lock yourself in the bathroom if you have to. Just have a sign on your door, leave me alone. You know, like remember teenagers did that? They, well, and you probably did it too. You know, this is Dave's room. This is Michelle's room. Just stay away. Stay away. And sometimes you need that. You know, and, and sometimes we think, well, you know, I'll take this grand adventure. I'll do this. I'll do that. Or when this happens or, you know, we get a raise, we get the car, or we can, you know, travel. Just, just do, do something for yourself every single day, ladies and gentlemen. You know, that's so important. So like we always say, with all that you do, take care of you. All right. I, and I apologize again. I, 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 some of you folks are so nice to me. <laughs> it's scary. Like, okay, whoa, okay. Dave, are you dead? Please respond. Um, if I was dead, I... <laughs> my goodness, where have you been, Dave? Where have you been? Where did you go? Where would you go? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still floating around. But um, and we'll talk more about this. But to be honest, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in step 9,900 of a thousand steps or ten thousand steps rather uh, of getting this new book uh, completed there's there's something called editing um, you know and, and there's 
there's rounds of editing. Usually it's like three or four rounds of editing. You have rewrites, there's scene corrections. You add, you subtract, you explain more. And then you start doing what's called line editing, then micro editing. And we're at the stage right now with the book, we're doing micro, micro, macro <laughs> editing. You know, because if you change a sentence, it still has to be edited, make sure it fits in properly. But uh, I've really been busting out on this about uh, 12 to 16 hours a day, seven days a week on the book, which is my excuse of why I've <laughs> not have been doing uh, a lot of shows lately. I'm just really weird. Uh, when I'm, when I'm working on a book, sometimes I'll be Howard Hughes. I won't shower and shave for three or four days. I'll look in the mirror and go, oh, my gosh, who, who, I don't know you. Who are you? You're scaring me. No mason jars, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I, 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 I can't talk to people. Uh, I really don't work out, as I should. Uh, it's I just because I don't, when I'm writing, you know, I, I, there's one word I'm looking for, and if someone disturbs me, I just lost a word. So that, that's my excuse. And to kind of talk about it a little bit, we'll talk more about this, but I want to do something for you folks, specifically. For you folks who are kind enough to listen to the show, and I've talked a little about this, we'll talk more about this, but jot this down if you want. The book's going to come out in March next year. The name of the book, Return to the River. It's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful book. It's, it's my best work. And I'm not doing it to try to promote the book and go see the movie. It's fantastic. It's got explosions and, and gun battles. And, you know, this is not a Schwarzenegger epic Oprah, okay? This is this is an important uh, book, but I want to do something specifically for you folks. My favorite number is 44. I want to give away 44 books that I, at my time, my cost, and I will personalize each book. Dear Michelle, thank you for listening. Dear Joey, keep up the good work. I will do that. And and we're trying to figure out a way how we can. We have people working on this as we speak, or as I, drone. Uh, and basically, it's going to be, you're going to go to the website, there will be some banner or something that you can leave a message. And basically, it's like, dear Dave, I have a friend who's not doing too well, They're not very happy, this book might help him out, thank you. And then, you know, an address, and, and, and I will be more than happy to do that. And you can even say, Dave, I would like a book, I'm a teacher, sounds good to me. Dave, I'm a school nurse definitely a school nurse you know dave i i'm i'm struggling well if it can help i will consider doing that but uh i think 44 is a good number and 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 again i will i will you know we're working things out but i would love to do that for you folks and as uh uh you know the months progress here we'll let you more about the book and and the storyline because maybe the book is not for you i'm not trying to waste your time or throw something at you i think it's it's a it's so timely it is so timely it's about dealing with situations in the middle of a worldwide situation and how life still moves on that sometimes unexplainable gargantuan events hit you in the face and you still have to move on that's why i'm so proud of all of us during this pandemic we all worked we all worked harder Hopefully, it taught us our value of life, you know, and the value of friendships, you know, and, and everybody has their own story. And I'm sure one of these days, someone who can really write, you know, like a Dennis Smith, or he did Report from Ground Zero, 
within hours after the collapse of the World Trade Centers. He's a retired firefighter, and he just went from the bottom to the top, sideways, took all these hundreds and hundreds of stories and basically made them a, you know, just, 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 just so riveting. So you need someone like that, and I'm sure that will come out by a real good writer, uh, people who have stories of how the pandemic changed their lives, and hopefully in some way, now that we're just kind of getting out of it, you know, maybe things, you know, more, appre- I think if it taught us anything is to appreciate the value and sanctity of life and what is truly important. And that's why I think the book that I wrote kind of feeds a little into that. So we'll talk more about that later. So here's what we got. I, as I was um, scripting notes for the show and going over it, I thought this will be an easy show. Simple dimple. And uh, usually when I put notes on the show, I got five pages of notes. I think we came in at eight. <laughs> but this is an important show. It, it really is. All, all the shows are important, but this one is really important. Because, as you know, uh, about uh, six, seven days ago, the CDC announced, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, but we're just going to have to live with the pandemic. And I'm like, well, everybody knows I love CDC and WHO and, you know, the government organizations to help us out. And I'm going, um, uh, live with this. We have to live with the, v- w- really? I did not know. Yeah, I think we've been living with the uh, the virus now for about two, two and a half years. So, yeah, we're, we're living with it. But what they're really <laughs> saying, because it's, it's something, it's just like, you know, a new super Terminator variant of the flu. You know, because uh, who, who's the, uh, the White House, uh, Coronavirus coordinator Ahish Jaha did a little joke saying, "This is why God gave us two arms—one for the <laughs> the coronavirus vaccine <laughs> and one for the flu." Thank you very much. I will take no questions. <laughs> My goodness, and you know, there's someone that we need to just be adults about this, and and him and his crew behind the scenes and trying to hold everything together, and that's our good friend Dr. Fauci. After 35 years, he's, he's, he's transferring. He's not retiring, he says. He's just stepping down. And, I, and, and you know, that's a, that's a guy, I don't know if he has a beer or likes whiskey, but, you know, I just w- would say nothing to the man. Have a shot. Have a glass of uh, beer. Shake the man's hand. Give him the nod. The thank you. The Steve McQueen, Clint Eastwood, quiet, cool, thank you. You know, it's amazing, ladies and gentlemen, if you're under 40, you just – you just won't get this. But back in my day, I tell you what, in my day, back in my time, you 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 never said, you never threatened a doc, you never threatened to kill a doctor or his children because you disagreed with them. Hmm. Yeah, I know it's crazy, isn't it? You never did that. In the middle of 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 this pandemic, as worse than the one they had, uh, was it 1918? Oh, my God. And uh, what was that? They said it killed 1% of the population of the world. And everybody's like, oh, it wasn't political. This was a medical situation. Now, there's going to be politics involved in how you distribute things and, you know, equipment, personnel. I understand that. But, gosh, in the middle of a crisis, you're making it worse and worse and worse. That's why as a firefighter, you know, it's like, okay, calm down. Everybody calm down. We're going to move. We're not going to run, but we're going to move with a purpose. It's like being a single mom. Single moms, I think, are the best leaders on the planet. Why? 
They control chaos. They control chaos with their binky. Every hour of every day. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I just want to, you know, thank Dr. Fauci and his crew and his family. You know, and, and, and again, you know, this is, we're going to have to live with the virus. And I think that's great. So, and here we are. Living with the virus. Just had a nice summer. Lots of kitties playing around. Now the kids are back in school. The kids are all right, as the who would say. And, you know, that reminds me of something. I, I like to watch films. And, and, and there's a f I'm just re I just reread the book World War Z by the son of Mel Brooks. And it's, if, if, I, and it's not what you think. It's not like the movie. It's a thousand times better. It talks about from A to B in every aspect of the world where zombie, the zombie apocalypse just goes crazy. And Brad Pitt plays a character, a doctor, I think from uh, WHO. And he has a line. It's called a drop line. He doesn't really announce it like, I'll be back. Oh, wow. But it's just a line. He's trying to convince his family we can't stay in this apartment. Why? The zombies are out there. They're going to come. What? No, we're safe. You're safe for now, but you have to keep moving because life is movement. If you want to write a note down for this show, ladies and gentlemen, please write that down. Life is movement. When you're stagnant mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, 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 financially, sexually, uh, if you're stagnant, guess what? <laughs> That's it. It's gone. It's gone, 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 gone. You've got to keep moving. Do an extra push-up. Save an extra dollar. Open up a door an extra time. Bow at someone. Say hello. How are you doing? You've got to keep it moving. In all aspects of your life, you've got to keep moving, particularly spiritually or, 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 or self-improvement. And if you want self-improvement, there's only one man as far as I'm concerned, Dr. Norman Vincent Peel. The power of positive living, the power of positive thinking. They're like $5 each. Change your life. Change your life. A, a, a man who was shy and stuttered became a reverend and used psychology and his biblical beliefs, your spiritual beliefs. Life is about movement, so you keep moving. Or let me quote my... I think I, I can say this. I, I'm looking at the staff. Yes, I can say this. It's all right. My, my golf instructor, my first golf instructor, gave me a piece of advice, you know, about how to golf, obviously. And I never picked up a club before. His name is Mr. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I got the chance to meet the High Plains Drifter, and I commented him on his game, and he, oh, here's what I did. I, da -da -da, I kissed it on the uh, I kissed it on the green. I used a, a seven. and the, um, What? It's like, it's like, be in the presence of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you're like, what? <laughs> He's got a movie uh, years ago, uh, 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 Outlaw Josie Wales. Outlaw Josie Wales. There's two lines in the movie that really, <laughs> wow, are shocking. Dying ain't much of a living, boy. And the other one is, better get busy living or better get busy dying, boy. So now, that we had a summer, and now that the kiddos are back in school, even Apple, okay, you might have heard them, they're a small company. Apple is saying, we want you to come back to work. Please come back to work. We've got projects, we gotta go, we gotta get things rolling. You know? 
now that we've had our fun in the sun, what's next? Does that make sense? This is, not, this is like spring cleaning. <laughs> we haven't been spring cleaning or self-improving for about, what, two and a half plus years. And this, I got to say this, I'm actually giving myself advice right now on this show, okay? Because <laughs> I've, d- I've done that. Quick couple of stories. Hopefully you relate to this. So uh, uh, I think it was about five, this is before COVID and before divorce and before <laughs> moving, okay? Uh, a long time ago in Dave's Galaxy far, far away, um, I, I, I was responding to a call about 2 o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning. My wife at the time was not with me. Uh, she was in Southern California, and it was a cliff rescue. My, my firefighter uh, partner and I walked down a set of stairs, 60, 50 feet, with a Stokes basket and medical gear, and it weighs a lot, okay? And this is at night. We got little flashlights, but they last about five minutes, okay? And we step up, and it's uh, low tide, but we step into these rocks to, to, to make our way down to the beach, to the sand, but we got to be in these rocks. I stepped in some rocks, and I got my gear on and, you know, my boots, and I went to pull out, and I couldn't pull out. So I did it once, twice, and I just tried to jerk it out, and I, boop, I clenched my mouth, and one of my crowns popped off. And I can't say anything, and I can't swallow it. So eventually we get to the beach, and I spat it out in my hand. Thank God I got it and put it in my pocket. And we did our little cliff rescue, and it took about three or four hours, and I had to run back and up and down the hill to get more equipment. And then we, had, we actually had two helicopters, two helicopters to get this, this one young man out. And uh, he lived, paralyzed, but he lived. You know what it was, too? He made one mis- He just misstepped. Him and his two buddies were, you know, uh, on the edge of the cliff at Sea Ranch. They had a little bit too much to drink, which happens. And, and, and the two boys, hey, where's Joe? What? He's right behind. Well, where's Joe? And they, they found him over the cliff. So you got to watch your steps <laughs> is what I'm saying, too. So anyhow, I thought, well, I'll get this fixed uh, in a few weeks. Next time I drive down the hill. Drive down the hill from Sea Ranch in North Sonoma Coast. The nearest big city is Santa Rosa. And that can take you three, three and a half hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it can. So I'm thinking, well, the next time I go to BevMo, Costco, Trader Joe's, BevMo, Petco, Bed Bath & Beyond, and BevMo, uh, <laughs> I'll make an appointment. But, you know, one thing turned to another, it turned to another, and then I lost another crown. Bit into a, uh, 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 what, what are the ribs, spare ribs. Boop, bit into it, another one pops off. Darn it. Well, now I'm really going to have to make an appointment now. But then there were fires, the seasonal fires or, you know, uh, 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 something. And then I started working in two different fire districts, and I was tired, and I didn't know who to see, and oh, my gosh. And then, of course, there's a divorce, there's COVID, there's me still serving in two different fire districts, there's giving out vaccines, I'm packing, I'm moving, blah, 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 blah. Does does that make sense? I mean, I think we all do that. And, and so in the end, it's just, I, 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 and, he, and then on top of that, about eight months ago, after moving into, you know, uh, uh, the new residence, brushing my tooth, teeth, and another crown partially pops off. And I'm going, gosh, I look like a character from World War Z now. This is disgusting because I really take pride 
in my appearance. I don't like any hair on my ears because I don't like that look. I'm a Dapper Dan man, okay? <laughs> As George Clooney would say, I'm a Dapper Dan man. I like to look sharp. I like to feel sharp and look sharp. But, you know, uh, I, tr I, I didn't know who to call, you know. And I finally got a referral. And then a month later, I called to make an appointment, which is they said we can squeeze you in because COVID's opening up. Now we're taking more clients, you know. I said, okay. So they scheduled me uh, a month later. And then uh, two days before the appointment, I got sick, and I called them up. And I was actually relieved. I'm so sick, I can't see you. Okay, we'll schedule you for another month later. And I was actually relieved because I am kind of a procrastinator. As hard driving as I am, I'm kind of a procrastinator. And I don't like that. I always get scared of stepping out of my box. That's why I don't go out that much. I don't socialize that much. Kind of a hermit. You know, and it's because, again, how I was raised and, and, and then being in the business when you're kind of a semi-public figure and every all the zombies are coming after you like, whoa, got to lock myself away. So anyway, I finally, I finally went to, to see this. And everybody said the same thing. Oh, you're going to love this doctor. He's great. He's got a great crew. And I'm like, you know, I saw Marathon Man. <laughs> And I was abused as a kid, and I'm really scared about, you know, being in a chair with all these people around me and in a close proximity. I really, this is private, don't tell anybody, I really get scared. I know it sounds stupid and weird. I do. But I walked in the office, and they've got nice music they're playing. He's got photos of airplanes. I'm like, dude, I'm an aeronautical buff. And the doctor's like, well, I'm an aeronautical buff. And, and, and then we try to outbuff each other, and I think I won, but he's the doc, you know. And, he's, and his dog's with him. What's your dog's name? Chuck. Why Chuck? Chuck, here you go. No way. What do you mean, Pelzer? My turtle. I named after Chuck Yeager. He died at age 30. It's my longest relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and the, his crew was so nice. I mean, playful. It was a little, little, dis, dis, little disconcerting when one of the girls came in. Oh, my gosh, you're Dave Pelzer. Can we take a selfie? What? Right now is not the time to do this. Because they're in your mouth and everybody's laughing, having a good time at my expense, of course. But it was fun. I was scared, but somehow they just made it fun. And, of course, it was the first, you know, they, they, they take x-rays and they look in your mouth and says, well, okay. You got a few things we need to work on. Oh gosh, please. Okay, what a couple, couple, couple crowns, uh, five crowns and two root canals, and we have an opening tomorrow, so we can do half of it then. Tomorrow, um, <coughs> I might be <coughs> coming <coughs> down with a <coughs> Dave. Dave, you're not coming down with a cold. We like you. You like us. Let's just do this. Um, mm, okay. So 24 hours later, you know, uh, they remove a couple crowns, did a couple of root canals, and I was kind of scared about root canals. I it's nothing. The technology now, it's different, da-da-da, da-da-da, and the way we put it, we take out the crown, we'll put in a temporary here, and then the week later they had the lower uh, temporary crowns. And I did something, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't done in probably seven, eight years. I smiled. I mean, I went, it's like I was a flasher. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Hey. I felt like, this sounds terrible, I felt like a lady, a conservative lady with breast implants. Hey, look what I got. Hey, look at that. Look at that. You, come here. Look at that. <laughs> I hope this isn't too weird. I wanted to have a lighthearted show. 
But my point being is, imagine what I'm really saying. Sometimes we put ourselves in these boxes. Sometimes we put our back against the wall for maybe they're justifiable reasons at the time, but as time goes on and situations get a little bit not more pleasant, a little bit worse, you lose your inside smile. And I was flashing the girls. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, how are you, Doc? How you doing, buddy? Wow. And people were, even, even some of the, my, the people I've gotten to know, Dave, there's something with you. What's, what's, I said, I can smile now. Well, you kind of smiled before. Oh, you're really smiling now. You're beaming. You're beaming. You know what that did? That one thing, getting my tooth done, and I still got, I got uh, my last appointment next week for my permanence. I'm going to be really happy about that. But um, it's, 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 it's amazing how one thing, can lead to another. That sounds like a song from the Eddies, The Fix, if I'm correct. One thing leads to another. And and you know what I, I did? I said, you know what I'm going to do now? I've been working out, but I haven't really been working out. And I decided I'm going to change that just, I'm going to tweak it just a little tiny bit. And that's what I did. I deliberately started what I called the pump. In my 20s, I learned from Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, like when you lift the weight and, you, and right when you get to the peak of it, you kind of pump it a little bit. So you're pumping more blood into that area. And then you kind of hold it for like just a half a second. Or you go down a centimeter more on the bench press and then push it out, hold it, get your air down, up, down, up. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what those bodybuilders do. I mean, it's a science. It's kinesiology. These guys are what? Rocket scientists when it comes to their body. And usually I would like... You know, I do my curls, like maybe I'll do 10, uh, I'll do 15, I'll do 18. And they say no, then magic number is 40. You, it's called a set. You would want to do one set of 40. You, can, you do 10 at a time or 6 at a time, whatever, but n- the number is 40. So I said, you know what? I remember that. I'm going to reconnect to that. And it's amazing. I can feel that. I can see and feel the difference. And it's only been a couple weeks. But we're not going to stop there, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe because of COVID and maybe because of moving or divorce or high tide or solar eclipse, my diet hasn't been the best. Because everybody who knows, I, I lo- I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a foodaholic, love to cook, and, and I, I, I can look at one recipe five different ways and say, oh, I'm going to add this, take that out, and boom, 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 boom. And of course, it's pasta, pasta, pasta. Yeah, maybe, maybe the former Mrs. Pelzer was smart because I used to make her carbonara. It kind of called for half a pound of bacon. I would add three pounds to that recipe. In the firehouse, swear to God on the Bible, one of my firefighters was being transferred. He wanted the last supper, we called it. <laughs> it was supposed to be him and I and then another firefighter, but word leaked out, and, and it was like 20 pounds of pasta. We had an AED on the table. <laughs> this is 1,300 calories per spoonful. <laughs> Clear, set, boom. Start the compressions. But does that make sense? Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? You know, now that we've kind of run out of excuses and we're starting to really get our lives in order, do something. Now, now when it comes to, like, the, 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 the gym thing, you know, I, I mean, I'm not expecting to look like I did in the 20s. My midsection will not allow that. But I'm going to have to alter my diet to maybe get rid of some of that midsection. Or 
uh, uh, at my age, it's more cardio than it is about the weights. And at the same time, I'm going to just have to learn to say, I love myself. As is, I love myself. Thin, gray hair. It used to be peppers, but now it's grayish. You know, I love myself. And I feel pretty good for my age. You see? You smile from within, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to think about what makes me happy. So I'm trying to work out a little bit more, doing Sudoku at least once a day, you know. And, 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 and here's a big step. Now it's story time. If you're going to have a cup of coffee, it's story time. Now, some of you know my upbringing. If you're new to the show, it was very, very haunting. And, 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 and this is why I tell people I'm the most blessed person I know. My upbringing was very difficult and just scary. For, 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 for eight years, starting from age four until I was rescued by my teachers, I was my mother's prisoner and I was her slave. I began, like I say, living in the basement at age four. I was thinking there's uh, alligators and snakes and dinosaurs are going to come get me and ah, kill me. Because, you know, you're four. So basically is I had to develop uh, plans of being resilient and thinking ahead and so forth. And my mother was very big at the time. Uh, she's the wife of a firefighter. She's the director of PTA at the local school. You know, she's, she's the hostess with the Moses. And the abuse was so bad, but she was so... She just wanted to hide the secret more than anything. And part of the secret was she would tell me, oh, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're worthless, which is not good for a child's esteem, ladies and gentlemen. We know how that. So I figured, gosh, uh, uh, she would time her beatings, literally, time her beatings with, with the amount of homework I would bring home. So I figured, hmm, because she didn't want me to go to the classroom and say, where's your homework assignment, Dave? Oh, um, mm, I couldn't do it because I was doing the dishes at 2 o'clock in the morning or, you know, <laughs> she tried to burn my arm. So uh, uh, I would, she caught me one time. I was carrying these books. What are you doing? Well, I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid. I got extra homework assignment. Darn. So I would be in the basement around 7 or 8 after doing the afternoon chores before I did the uh, uh, the dinner uh, dish chores and so forth. And, and I, would, I would just read books. I would imagine without the books, oh, uh, you know, I'm a prisoner or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an orphan or, you know, I'm not part of the family. And I would fantasize, you know, like all kids do. But I somehow escaped through these adventure books. Uh, it started with, like, Treasure Island or The Count of Monte Cristo. Cristo <coughs> excuse me. And then, of course, you know, uh, I love Tom Sawyer. But my favorite, of course, was Twain's, Mark Twain's, uh, uh, I think it was called The Adventures of, of, of Huckleberry Finn. Because I related to Huckleberry didn't fit in. He was a friend of Tom, but Huckleberry was an orphan, you know, and he stole food, which I stole food to survive. You know, he was homeless. I was afraid of being homeless. And he made friends with another orphan per se a, a little bit older than him uh jim the slave the runaway slave and 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 they made a little raft a tiny little raft and we're going to escape up to the up to the mississippi up to the north and they saw all these beautiful paddle boats and they described the paddle boats and they i think there was a scene in which which huck and and jim like uh, uh what would you do if you're on that paddle boat oh i'd have a meal i'd have a grand meal i would have a grand meal too and you would sit down with me well i don't know master 
Master Huck, I don't know. Yes, you would sit down with me. You would be accepted as my friend, as my brother. And I thought that was just beautiful. Out of all the things I really missed when I was a slave in the basement was my mom was an amazing cook. And smelling, I mean, the way for this, 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 uh, uh, this, this of, of the shish kebab with the beef stroganoff or Mexican night. And then I can imagine everybody eating and the food clanking with, the, with you know, the dishes and, you know, the forks dropping on the plates. And I just imagine what it would be like to be a real person sitting at a table. What I like about my position, ladies and gentlemen, of what happened to me, not a damn day goes by that I do not appreciate every ounce of water I have or, or making a beautiful dinner, and I give them away because it calls for two pounds of ground beef, and I'm g I forget, oh, you're alone. You need a quarter pound, not two pounds. And I make, <laughs> I just give it away to the fire station or other people. But I, even oxygen is such a huge thing for me. Light colors, I really, clean sheets. Clean sheets. Unbelievable. And yet, I, 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 I did something. That 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 I th I, th I think my friends dared me to do it. I think there was some tomfoolery involved. I I I always wanted to pr to to go per se on a cruise. Uh, I I actually planned one for for Kay and I at the time, at one of those luxury liner things, and uh, it's going to start at south of France and then go to uh, end up per se, not in Rome but in that area, and then I had planned to take her to the place that invented carbonara. Then I was going to whisk her away to, uh, oh, I forget the name of the city, folks, but it's just across the little uh, uh, area of Mount Vesuvius, which is uh, my second favorite volcano because I used to study volcanoes uh, as a child. I was going to be a volcanologist, and I studied uh, Mount Vesuvius, and they have a little hike, and I thought, Kay's a goat. She took me to Yos we I took her to Yosemite, and she she hiked. She kicked my butt. I mean, she's just a little goat girl. Boop, 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 boop. Like, whoa, wow. How, how did you travel 5,000 feet in like five seconds? Bah, bah. I'm sorry, that's a sheep. <laughs> she loves that. I thought, wouldn't that be a nice thing? Take a cruise, and let's, let's, let's just whatever, because I'm so uh, in the box. But I got to tell you, in, sometimes when you're less than zero, sometimes when things don't work out for you, I remember, you know, in, in the cold, fog-filled, darkened basement, I just imagined myself on that raft or on the boat. And it had, I mean, steaming, steaming up and down the mighty Mississippi. And it's just something I kind of carried with me. And my thought was, you know, one of these, I, one, one, I should do that. Why shouldn't I do that? So after I was rescued at age 12 and, you know, life kind of took over. It was foster care and I worked like 40, 60, 80 hours a week. So I didn't, you know, starve. Then I joined the Air Force and I flew. And, of course, marriage and kid and more work and more work. Because, you know, with life, we all know this, particularly now in semi-post-COVID. In life, there's always something. In life, there's always something. But sometimes we allow these some things to kind of take over our little fantasies or goals or what we now call the bucket list because it's about time and energy after a certain age so after you know publishing books and and, and for me it was, there was always some mission impossible 
I mean, Katrina or Joplin or going to Iraq. And, and, and at, the, at the time, I think I was thinking, I still got time in my side. You know, I'm going to plan for that trip, you know, to, to take the beautiful bride out. And, and then at age 52, uh, uh, she had moved down temporarily, per se, at the time to Southern California. And at age 52, I became a firefighter. I mean, you want to talk about James Bond, cool or whatever. I mean, wow. And I really d leaned into it. I mean, I worked out and died and just took all the classes I could. About three and a half years later, I was promoted to volunteer fire captain. Unbelievable. And I've always said this, out of all the accolades that I've been blessed to receive, and some of them are pretty, pretty, pretty good, that's my biggest accomplishment as far as I'm concerned. As the number one New York Times bestseller, that's my biggest accomplishment. The number one book in the world, yeah, yeah. Being, be, you know, lauded by presidents, being a firefighter, again, loved it. But I think I just kind of got seduced. I seduced myself. In California, as I speak, uh, I, I don't know how many fires we have. Not little vegetation fires. Houston, we have a problem. Wildland fires. I think we're about eight or nine. I think in one fire, we have over 1,700 firefighters on one fire. That's a lot. There's a saying in California, and we mean it, California is always going to be on fire. And again, in life, ladies and gentlemen, there's always going to be something. So after, you know, a divorce and after COVID and whatever, I, I after moving, after, after uh, 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 writing a book, after doing a podcast show, after smiling, I booked a paddle boat cruise. I'm sorry, I kind of <laughs> stumbled on that. I'm kind of smiling. I booked a, a small little paddle boat cruise. I'm going to try to take it next year, put down a teeny tiny deposit, and it's just a small little paddle boat. I think it carries like 100 folks, and, and I got myself a little, little nice room with a little balcony. Now, my fantasy was, of course, you know, Bond, James Bond. I was going to buy an Armani suit, tuxedo, sit at the piano bar, listen to the piano player, smile at a pretty lady, you know, maybe play a little keys myself, you know, whatever. But no, on this little paddle boat, nope, they don't, we don't have that. And of course, after I booked it, so do you guys have, have a piano bar? Nope. Room service? Mm, we have snacks. What? <laughs> what about the, uh, so you have no bar at all? No bar. What? <laughs> That's okay. We'll work that out. We do have excursions, and you can pick up your libations as you excursion. Okay. But I've always wanted to do that. I'm really scared, but I'm kind of proud of myself. I'm out of my little box. I'm smiling. I'm smiling on the outside and the inside. It's going to be, um, and it's going to be great for me because I'm kind of scared of traveling, particularly overseas right now. So this paddle boat's actually <laughs> in my own time zone. <laughs> it's up, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the Columbia Snake River up by... Uh, uh, Washington and Oregon border, and it looks really cute. And guess what they have? Da, 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 da. My third favorite volcano, Mount St. Helens. Yeah, maybe I'll snowboard down that. Yeah, baby. But what I'm really trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is you know, it's just time for me to to step up and step out. I've said this before. If you're new to the show, write this down. When it comes to arguments or disagreements. Or, you know, your, your little ticks that, that make you angry or make others upset. 
you know, and when you go to bed upset, wake up even more upset, and you look at that person, you're upset, but you don't, you forget why you're upset. It takes away so much time and energy. It's just stupid. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. No. As your host, it's just stupid. And if I say it's stupid, believe me, it is stupid because I am Mr. I put the, I put the pud in stupid. How many more summers do you have left? Write that down if you're taking a note. How many more summers do I have left? Now, I did it. I, I promised myself, but I broke from my promises. I said, this summer, I'm going to golf once. I'm going to golf once. I'm going to take uh, a couple hours to practice, three or four days to practice, you know, driving the ball and chip and putting, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I, I got swallowed by the book, you know, and uh, which is an excuse, I'm sure. But uh, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm going to step up. So, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Your mission, should you accept it, is get yourself back together. Let's, 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 let's kowtow to the excuses. If you want to, you know, alter your diet a little bit, work out a little bit more, spend a little bit more time with the kids, read them one extra page before they go nappy time, take yourself on an excursion, do three or four things a day, every day, just for you. Okay? Get better. And allow yourself to find your next adventure. Ho, ho. Wow. You know what I should do is take photos of the La Cruz. I should call it La, La Cruz. Hello, I'm Dave La Cruz. I got to tell you, I had, this is, uh, I, I'm probably getting in trouble for this. Some with the lovely Mrs. Pelzer in Gay Puri. And she mission planned it, so God bless her. What a dolly. <laughs> what a dolly. And, and she wanted to do, there's like a, a early evening ferry cruise. And it takes a couple hours. And I thought, oh, man, I don't want to do that. A couple hours, come on, man. And I had the most amazing time. And, and it sails right by the Eiffel Tower. And the tradition is when the boat goes under the bridge, the people on the bridge go, hello. And you're supposed to go, hello. You know. And uh, y you can probably tell my personality is a little, little pretty uh, loudly intense. <laughs> and uh, I have good diaphragm, good lungs. You know, I work out and whatever. And so they wave from the bridge, hello, and I'm going, hello, hello, just like Seinfeld, exactly like Seinfeld. And the boat, the people on the boat were freaking out. My wife is not embarrassed because this is what she lives with. <laughs> the people on the bridge were doing it all. I mean, and they're running from one side of the bridge to the other to say hello, hello back. But uh, isn't that nice when you allow things unexpectedly into your heart? And when you can smile from the inside, after enduring what we all have, we all need to smile from the inside. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for your time and patience and some of your emails and Facebooks and so forth. You know, but I'm perfectly fine. I'm so excited about the future, ladies and gentlemen. I really am. I haven't felt like this in a long time. I'm still, you know, like everybody else. Working through stuff. I'm always going to be working through stuff. But I want you to be happy. If I can give you a piece of advice, be happy. 
Be happy now. Be happy now, damn it. All right, enough of my rambling, okay, my auto notes. So as always, I want to thank our good friends with Pat Metheny Management and the Pat Metheny Group. He's the gentleman that does uh, uh, the opening and closing music for us. And, yes, we've got a few Facebook questions. Is Pat Metheny uh, going to be in the book? And if you're new, uh, what I do is I always have theme songs in the book, sometimes one or sometimes three. Uh, uh, in this case, with the new book, we've selected two Pat Metheny songs. So uh, look at his website. What uh, he got, he's got more Grammys than anybody in the world combined, basically. Super nice guy. So we want to thank him and his management and so forth. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, again, I want to thank you for your time and say to you, take care of yourself before you take care of others. If you're in a bad place, it's only for the now. You never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. So keep the faith. Keep the faith. Because in the course of a life, and we've learned this with COVID, you never know what events may transpire. So as always, please do as much as you can for as long as you can for as many as you can. Yeah. All right, my friends. So until next time, take good care. Good day, good luck, and God bless. Thank you.